Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today in the hot seat is Daniel Alphon, and you already know me, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. But let me tell you more about Daniel. Daniel Alphon is the author of Build a LinkedIn Profile for Business Success. Daniel joined LinkedIn early in 2004 and published articles, interviews, and exclusive content about advanced LinkedIn strategies to clients and subscribers through his website, which is www.danielalfon.com. And today we're going to be spending time talking about LinkedIn and why is it important to manage your online presence? Why is it important to show up authentically in an online space? As well as he's going to give us some tips and tricks to help you level up your game in LinkedIn if you don't know some of the secret sauce. So without further ado, please welcome Daniel Alphon to GEMS Podcast. Thank you very much, Genesis. It's a pleasure to be on the GEMS Podcast today. My pleasure, Daniel. And before we dive into your subject matter expertise, LinkedIn, I definitely want to give the audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal way. And since you've done your research, you know there are two options to choose from. One is a icebreaker or two, we could do a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Let's try the fire, uh, please. Okie dokie, we're playing rapid fire with Daniel and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one. Before you got involved in the work that you're doing now for LinkedIn, what did you do previously? Uh, I was in training. I was a high school student, and then I was a LinkedIn tra- uh, training specialist for a high tech company. And was basically arranging training for the employees of the company. Okay, so a lot of training and development. And then you had a pivot between high school education into now the business um, stint. Yes, ma'am. Question two, what is your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Ice coffee. Question three, what is one thing that makes you unique? Um, I speak uh, French and Hebrew, so uh, I'm able to um, understand lots of conversation uh, from um, uh, French television, Israel television, and in global television. And it's nice to be to be able to read and and uh, get a, get series from all sorts of places around the world. Super cool. Question four. If you could go anywhere in the world and money was no option, where would you be headed? Wow. I would probably spend at least a couple of uh, weeks in uh, northern Italy, Toscana or uh, nearby. It's, uh, it's great to be home, but it's, uh, it's amazing to visit northern Italy and to enjoy the food, the people, the, the views, and, and then head back home. Question five. So you mentioned speaking French and Hebrews. What is your native language? 
<laughs> can't really answer the question because uh, uh, it changes with uh, with time. I, I guess my mother tongue was French, but since I used uh, English for my professional uh, work for for decades now, my French is no longer. Uh, uh, at the level it used to be. And my guess is Hebrew is even better than both. Oh, wow. Question six. You get three random acts of kindness per day. What are your three for today? I will try and help uh, children. Uh, my wife is a social worker and she used to work with adults that were drug, drug addicts. And now she's moved to helping uh, teenagers. And as much as helping adults is uh, fulfilling, when you help teenagers, I think it's, it could be easier for you, it could have a greater impact. And within the teenage space or the youth space, there are many, uh, um, many ways you could help them and, and feel you were making a difference in someone's life. Question seven, if you could partake in a meal with any person, past or present, who would it be? Um, let's go with uh, Julius Caesar. Uh, I read uh, Robert Harris's uh, series of, of uh, books about uh, Caesar. It's fascinating. There, I would have a whole list, but for now, I think Julius Caesar would, uh, would be interesting. Okay. Question A. Would you rather a dream car, a dream home, or who says you can't have it all? Let's go big and have both. <laughs> I'd like to go big, but if I had to pick one, it would be the home. Okay. Question nine. So since you are married, what is one piece of marriage advice you would give to someone who is just starting off in their journey? Wow. That's such a powerful question. Uh, accept that your, your uh, partner, your spouse is going to change, and so will you. But the reason that made you pick your significant other don't have to change. Amazing. And question 10, it's our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our rules are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you wanna pass or play? Um, I would like to play. Okie dokie. And last question. What is one quote, mantra, or statement that keeps you boosted up if you feel like your motivation is going low? Great. So the quote I would use, I hope I, um, I say it correctly, is that if you consider the obstacles, you focused on failing. And if you consider the, the uh, capabilities you have, you focused on success. Amazing. And thank you for playing rapid fire, Daniel. Now <laughs> we are going to segue and into LinkedIn. Why is LinkedIn so valuable and how can we use LinkedIn? So you mentioned training and development from a education perspective, then going into training and development with LinkedIn. So let's break down T and D. Um, in the aspect of social media, because LinkedIn is a social media platform in a sense, but it is 
curated to more business-oriented folks. But now we kind of see that nowadays on LinkedIn, it feels like people are treating it almost like Facebook. So what made you drawn to LinkedIn versus other platforms? Well, initially, it, was, uh, it wasn't really a plan. I got an invitation from someone back in 2004, someone I trusted, and I wanted to play with it. And two years later, when I held a sales position, I was carrying a quota, and LinkedIn enabled me to cut my sales cycle by 30% simply by showing me, Genesis, the name of the uh, person I needed to reach out to. And that was the aha moment that made me realize that I needed to dig deeper into this uh, system. And after I, I've done that, then I, help, I started helping friends, and those friends asked me to train their sales force. So it was a gradual process. Okay, so it really happened based on you falling into it because people realize your strengths and your capabilities and they wanted to leverage that and then it pushed you down into getting more inundated in the field. So when you think about LinkedIn from 2004 to where it is now, LinkedIn has made some incredible advancements based on giving um, creative contenters more ability to share. You can now go live on LinkedIn. There's different groups and et cetera you have. So let's talk about you being with LinkedIn in the early phases of 2004 to now 2022. What are some of the changes that you have seen and how has it improved the platform overall? Wow, that's such a, an incredible question. In general terms, since you hit record, thousands of new LinkedIn members have joined the platform because Genesis, each every second, two people sign up. And that's an amazing uh, uh, growth. And, and LinkedIn is, uh, uh, has close to 900 million users. Uh, the fastest growth is actually outside of the US. And one simple action our audience here could perform is run a Google search for their full name. And my guess is that most people will find that their LinkedIn profile tops the list. Okay. So you need to take care of it and don't let LinkedIn manage it for you. Okay, very true. And then too, with LinkedIn, there are different um, privacy features and security features that are in place. Because I know in the past, whenever I played around with LinkedIn, there are certain things that you just don't want people to know until they actually connect with you. And there's different connections level, there's first, second and third. So can you talk about the privacy settings and then the connections? Because I know some people who end up going into the social media place, they wanna be mindful that just not everyone is in, in their business or ecosystem without fully being invited, if that question makes sense, Daniel. Of course, it makes sense. So let, let's try to, to remember the first, second, and degree, and, and then we could maybe we, uh, mention other things. So if I sent you an invitation request and you accepted that invitation, then we would become connected. And that would mean that, would mean that whenever we look at each other's profile, we will see that we're first degree connections, contacts where we have connected. The most interesting uh, uh, people are actually the second level. If you connect with people you know well, then you would have access to discovering some potential uh, business partners or hiring managers or uh, uh, content creator, whatever it is you're after. And if you connected with people you know well, that means you're able to leverage the, that network and ask for a meaningful introduction 
to people you're not connected with. So the first degree is simply your connections. You may have 20 or 200 and two, or 2,000. And the second level are people with whom you, you share at least one mutual connection. I wouldn't uh, uh, dive on the third level because it's way too, uh, too far ahead to actually accomplish anything. And LinkedIn has, has made it a bit more interesting by launching the creator mode that you refer to. And that means that we, we no longer have to uh, connect with random individuals. We could say that our network is limited to people we know well. And as cr a content creator, we enable people who uh, follow us to who, uh, find us on LinkedIn. The default action would be to follow you, Genesis, as an individual, instead of connecting with you. So you, you may have a much more extensive reach without watering down the quality of your network. So I would encourage everyone to try and play with that because it has a lot of advantages and LinkedIn is offering content creators lots of uh, better uh, options, analytics and privacy settings that other users don't have. Mm, and thank you for explaining that. And I also liked how you broke down the first and second degree, because that is a part of leveraging networking effectively, especially for those who are in, who may be small business owners, or they may be networking to go from one company to another. If you already have someone inside of that um, company, just what are you losing by just reaching out and asking for a virtual coffee or tea chat and really starting to build and cultivate a rapport with that individual? And then people in their community, as well as your community, can see that both of y'all are connected. And then you kind of see how, oh, they're like, okay, I know that person based on association and they'll be open to talking to you. And then I also do like um, the way that you broke down following versus connecting because Whenever I started looking, I was like, oh man, all these people are following, following me, but I've never had a conversation. So sometimes we as individuals have to go the extra mile. If someone follows you, thank them that they followed you and get to know a little bit more about that person because it's, it shows that they resonate with the content that you put out there. But then you also want to know who's following you and how can you support them so they could stay within your community and bring other people within. Would you agree with that sentiment, Daniel? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's very important to check out the people who follow you, the people who look you up on LinkedIn, because every now and then Genesis will be an amazing opportunity there, whether you're looking for a promotion or you're looking for some other podcast to, to discover or, or partnership, whatever it is you're, you're after. People who have um, made the first step enable you to reach out to them and maybe have a meaningful conversation. It is a, a very good idea. And then there are two different um, tiers to LinkedIn. There is the free version and there is a professional version. So sometimes whenever people view your profile, you may only be able to see the top five people that have viewed your profile recently if you're using the free version. And I'm sure that if you have the professional version, it unlocks more visibility and tools. So Daniel, can you talk about that? Because I only have the uh, free version. Oh, wait, you're muted, Daniel. I'm sorry. Short answer, Genesis, you don't have to upgrade. Okay. And why, why is that? Because uh, you rightly said, we, we can see the names of up to the last five people who have uh, visited your profile. But if you visit the Who's Viewed Profile section tomorrow or the day after tomorrow, then those five names will change. You'll see the latest five people who are visiting. So we don't have to pay for a premium account. And in fact, 
paying for a premium account is not going to make your use of LinkedIn easier. You need to invest some time and understand how the platform works. Once you understand uh, uh, below the hood how LinkedIn works, then at one point it may make sense for you to upgrade. But if you only pay and you haven't experienced the limits of the free account, you will not be able to appreciate it. And the free account is so rich and so overwhelming that my guess is that our audience have not even experienced 10% of the free capabilities. Start with the free, make sure you understand it well before trying to move and take the next step. And let's go a little deeper there because you um, mentioned going underneath the hood of LinkedIn. And I always tell um, my clients in the coaching space, you have to go deep diving in order to appreciate the gems and the precious things that are below the surface level. So what are some ways that people could really get to explore LinkedIn? Because there are a ton of trainings on LinkedIn that are free. Um, they have different webinars, they have different live events and et cetera. But if someone is just coming into LinkedIn for the first time and they don't really know all what LinkedIn offers, then I feel like they're not tapping into the full capability of the platform to really get a ROI, a return on investment. You're spending time on this platform, but you also want to make sure that the time that you're spending is adding value. You're absolutely right. And one uh, suggestion I could have to, to those people who are starting out or, or uh, playing with the LinkedIn platform is finding content they're really interested in and then following those creators or joining those groups or attending LinkedIn live sessions by those people. And it could be in terms of business. It could be in terms of your profession. It could be in terms of your location. It could be in terms of, of people you identify with. There, there, mu there must be lots of uh, uh, genuine interests that you have. And finding them on LinkedIn means you will be able to uh, improve your knowledge of the platform by consuming content you're already consuming outside of LinkedIn. But you will also understand how LinkedIn works. If you attend a LinkedIn Live with a, a thought leader, you uh, uh, say you, have, you are reading their newsletter. So participating or joining the LinkedIn live event they would have would enable you to learn more from them while understanding how another feature of LinkedIn works. And by the time you've done that enough, then you would be able to extend and discover the whole platform of, of LinkedIn. And there are many, many uh, gems hidden within the LinkedIn platforms. And one thing that helped me when I first got involved in LinkedIn, y'all, I started looking at different hashtag is because the different hashtags that people use will also funnel into different groups that talk about those topics so you could see different groups you could see other people who are using the hashtags and etc and then you could begin to build rapport um also, my background was oil and gas and energy for 12 years. So there's different groups that you can join. So I would join different groups that pertain to oil and gas and energy professionals or networking events or et cetera. That way I could be versed in my industry and also cross pollinate, like learn from people at other companies, whether they're my competitors or not, to see what are they doing right, what's working or et cetera, especially being a minority woman in a male dominated field that's ran by Caucasian men, it's good to get visibility from outside forces and voices. And then another thing that I really liked about LinkedIn too, was the fact that 
whenever you join different different groups and people who are within that group, they can see that you're a part of it. And then it shows you how you and that individual are similar. So it'll give you some talking points um, to bring up to that individual, especially if you may not have thought about anything else. And that's a good conversation starter, in my opinion. So those are just some of the things that I did early on. And I've been able to grow my LinkedIn. And I do, uh, Daniel, I think it will be great to um, bring in an example. Do you have an example of a LinkedIn profile that we could talk about? Someone that is doing something right and then someone who's on the verge of doing something right, but if they make these minor tweaks, they could actually see gold. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is this, when, when you look at someone's profile, it's important to understand that the way LinkedIn shows you your own profile is not 100% equivalent with the weight with uh, uh, your own profile would appear to other people. So uh, a simple question I would uh, advise our audience here is to, uh, to ask themselves, can I ask someone to show me how I look up on LinkedIn? Because if, if I look at my, my Twitter account and you look at them, we would see the same thing, but on LinkedIn, it's not the same thing. For example, that person could show you that your profile photo, Genesis, isn't visible. So if you're surprised by that, you thank that person and then you go check your privacy settings and it could be that you would discover that you thought you uploaded a photo and the photo was visible to all LinkedIn members, but there was a setting there that actually limited the visibility of that profile photo. And now you may want to show all LinkedIn members your profile photo. And other than that, we can uh, discuss the banner. That's a, a visual element that most people will see within the first seconds. And the headline, that's the most important real estate we have on our profile. And lastly, it's not related to profiles. If I find someone really interesting and I want to reach out to him or to her, then it boils down to our connection strategy. For example, I could discover you uh, through LinkedIn. And I could see that we may share one or two mutual connections. So if I look at the names of those mutual connections and I have no idea, Genesis, who those people are, then I'm not able to really leverage my network. But if I see that Errol Wong is a mutual connection or that Kim Menninger is a mutual connection, then what I could do is leave LinkedIn, reach out to that person and ask him, could you put me please in touch with Genesis? And that's the real power of our network. Yeah, I like that because I definitely look at, okay, if this is a person that I'm interested in reaching out, let me see who's already within their community that I know. And then it also lets me know whenever I am sending a message to them, because I believe when you connect with someone, you should send them a personalized message. You shouldn't just send them like a blind connection because they don't know you and they may not take the time to do the research because they have so many other people that are trying to connect with them. But if they get a personalized message and say, hey, I would like to be a part of your community. I see that we have X number of connections in common or I wanna be a part of your community because I see that you're passionate about this subject and I'm interested in learning more or et cetera. Would you be open to having a virtual chat? I think that would go a lot further than just getting a blind connection. And then you look at your phone, especially if you're, you have LinkedIn on your phone, you're like, who is this person? And then you're like, okay, just move on to the next one. And you don't accept or you don't reject. They're just sitting there waiting for a response. And then what LinkedIn does, they'll re-trigger whenever you don't respond in a certain time 
time manner say this person is trying to connect with you. Kind of similar to how some people who are on LinkedIn, they have different newsletters that they write and various people will send you a thing to follow their newsletter. But if you haven't even reached out to have a transparent conversation or get to know me, why am I going to spend digital currency? And when I say digital currency, not always in the monetary space, digital currency could be, how are you helping that person in the digital world build credibility? How are you paying them by getting involved in their community and supporting the content that they put out there? That could be a form of digital currency, not just Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, or et cetera. So that's the way I say digital currency. And I just think we need to be more mindful of that and be you know, humanly versus robotic. Any uh, thoughts there, Daniel? Yes, I think you brought up a great point and automation has a lot of drawbacks. So I would actually encourage people to be manual about it because our network is way, way more important than the tool. So, so uh, let's imagine that you would receive two invitation requests. One would say, uh, uh, Genesis, I read your book. I read uh, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America and I'm interested in diversity. And I want to bring you up as a speaker to our staff or someone that would say, Genesis, I, want, uh, I would like to join my professional network on LinkedIn. You, you see that the first individual has made some effort by customizing their message. Now it may have taken them 20 seconds, but if you're not important enough for someone to take those 20 seconds, then you may, you may not connect with them because you're not likely to leverage that connection later on. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for sharing, for sharing that. It's always good to be mindful of that. And Daniel, I want to throw you an audible as we begin to wind down. Is there anything else about LinkedIn that you think is valuable that we haven't talked about yet that would be great for the audience to know? A real simple system, Genesis. First question, who's your ideal reader? Second question, who, what action would you like that person to perform if they visit your LinkedIn profile? And three, are you providing those people with the right information at the right time for them to perform that action? So your you, ideal reader could be your next hiring manager if you're in the market or the next prospect you'd like to work with or someone else. But you would know the action you'd like them to perform. So simply look at your profile and ask yourself, what can I do in order to make the, the friction even less so? And what can I help? those people why how can i help those people understand that i'm part of the solution to their problem yes absolutely and um whenever we could be the solution to people's problems people are going to gravitate to us because they see the value that we're adding to them and then the value that they get add back because collaboration is not the new competition it's actually the new way to create synergies so we could go further together and daniel let's jump into the call to action what is your call to action for the community today a call to action would be to visit their own profile and take a look at the headline and make sure the headline is focused on, on their ideal reader and that means that the, by default the headline would only be um, uh, their current position and the last name of, uh, um, of, of their employers, whereas they can tweak it and make it more interesting than the, uh, the default headline. And if you go to uh, aminstitute.com headline backslash index.html, that could be a nice way. Could, could you give us a, a bit of explanation about this? 
Oh, okay. So that was a personal note for you, but I guess people could use it in the LinkedIn <laughs> space. So there is a headline analyzer tool for um, people who are interested to see how their headline ranks with search engine optimization. So I could also link that in the show notes because you could kind of put in like four keywords or more, like say Scrum, Ma uh, Scrum Master in, in technology, and you could see how that's ranked just for an example. But um, the thing that I would say outside of just making sure your headline on LinkedIn is, is curating a message for your ideal avatar, meaning who do you want to come into your community? Another thing that you could do is make sure that you put a summary section or like a quick bio that lets people know who you are, what problems you solve, and who you're looking to connect with is another good way to advance your LinkedIn profile. And then put things out there that shows your capabilities. If you if you're in project management, talk about some of the projects that you worked on. You could link some of your projects to um, the platform as well. Some of those become more advanced, but since you're just starting off, I always say it's good to go slow and steady and then build up and you could always perfect it later on. Right on. And now Daniel, as we close, I want you to tell the audience, how can they connect with you via your website again? And where do you primarily hang out on social media? And I know since we talked about LinkedIn, that is definitely a plug. So plug your contact. A pleasure. The best uh, uh, URL would be danielalpha.com. You'll find all sorts of content there. And LinkedIn is, is uh, the channel that I use the most. Yes, you're absolutely right. Amazing. And thank you so much, Daniel, for coming on the podcast today and talking about all things LinkedIn and how we could get our audience to strategize around using LinkedIn in an effective manner to really just showcase who they are and just bring more people into their metaverse and just really create those connections for synergies to happen audience, all of Daniel's contact information will be in the show notes. Make sure you read, scroll on down and tap in with him. And you can find this recording on over 40 plus platforms. You can see the video on our YouTube channel by going to GEMS, G-E-M-S with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for supporting the podcast mission and the guests that I bring on. We are now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com is where you'll see those metrics. And we are currently looking for brand sponsors to help continue the mission of GEMS podcast, which is to bring content that is educational inspirational and motivational while we also weave in diversity equity inclusion and belonging if that is you please send me an email to genesisamarskemp at gmail.com or feel free to check out my website genesisamarskemp.net and click on the podcast tab until the next segment next guest peace love and lots of blessings have yourself an amazing day and go create a LinkedIn profile if you don't already have one. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor so please reach out via email 
at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.